Hello and welcome to DKI Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. This is episode number 155. I'm one of your hosts, Joel, and joining me live on the line, as always, it's Jace. How are you doing, Jace? Not bad. Glad that my uh, six day straight uh, hell of work is over and uh, I can finally. <laughs> I played Zelda on Friday last week and then I didn't get to play it again until this morning oh, when I got oh. home from work. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm so. on this in the same boat in a different way. So I have not actually watched a ton of anime this past week because I've been playing Zelda basically from last Friday, Friday through Wednesday. Wasn't able to play it all yesterday. Uh, and honestly, was barely able to play on Wednesday because I've been pretty busy this week. Um, I've watched all of two episodes, um, but it, I'll probably still be no lifing Zelda a little bit more. And it's kind of ironic because usually I miss a week of anime per month to work on our radio drama scripts. And I was actually super on top of the script this time and was pretty much up to date until this time last week going into Legend of Zelda's release. So I was good and more or less assumed that this week would be sunk to just that game. And unfortunately, I didn't even get to play as much of the game as I'd hoped, but I still got a good chunk in the game. I've probably sunk, you know, 20 hours odd into the game already, which it's not a small amount. It's a big game, but uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting back into anime. And it's just we live in a age now where we have an embarrassment of riches in terms of content. There's so many good games. There's so many good movies. There's so many good anime, so many good streams to be watching. So obviously for any of you who are tuning in, whether it's live on digital era, Twitch, or just listening to the podcast, which uh, we realized we had a backlog that there was a small miscommunication on our part. And uh, we should now be having those being uploaded. We actually have the backlog basically going up every day from now until this time next week, I believe, one episode every day. So uh, a lot of catch up for folks. And for those of you who join us live, we do thank you for that. But yes, uh, Legend of the Breath of uh, sorry, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom is real good. Go play it. There's a lot of good anime this season. Go watch it. Like I'm still keeping up basically with all four. 1578 i forget how many it is it's a lot yeah but yeah <laughs> have you had a chance to watch any anime at all jace or is it uh also just been you know sunk I into was, work i was lucky actually because i had a couple of really easy work days so um because the glut of everything comes out on uh you know the weekend i was actually able to watch most of it i think i've missed a few because Crunchyroll's got this weird thing where certain shows are labeled with weird pseudo seasons in the wrong place. And as a result, sometimes new episodes don't pop up right away in my queue, uh, which is really frustrating. For example, like I think it's Dr. Stone um, because of the. Oh, yeah, because the special one counts in its own weird way. So every time I navigate to the show, it's going to a different quote unquote season. And then I have to navigate to season three. You're right. I can. And uh, Demon Slayer does the same thing because of uh, Mugen Train. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The way I do it is uh, I use anychart.net and just sort of keep an eye on it. It says, you know, when the next airing episode is. So I just keep track of it that way because 
usually the websites are going to update pretty promptly. So I don't bother actually looking at a queue on Crunchyroll or another website. I just keep track of it that way or via myanimelist.com, which is now back from its uh, let's all love lane hiatus slash hacking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, other than that, like I've managed to keep up on most shows um, and I, I've yet to really be let down i will say that otaku elf um the title is a misnomer yes she is an otaku but the japanese title of edomai elf is a lot more appropriate because she's been around since the edo period and as a result her otaku dealings are tied back to her hobbies and interests going all the way back to the edo period and so, as I've been reading the manga instead of watching the anime, because I managed to get the uh, first four volumes of the manga on clearance, four volumes of manga for $16. Ooh, very nice. Instead of $13 a volume, that is really freaking good. So I was like, screw it, I'm going to read it instead, you know, free up a little bit of time. And sometimes I've got spots at work where, you know, I can't be at technology. So what do I do? I crack open the manga instead. And uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm seeing more and more that it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like there have been little odd things in Japanese history going all the way back to the Edo period that have kind of uh, become sort of traditions that we look at and go, oh, that's like a marketing thing or something like that. It's like, no, actually... It's a marketing thing that's a cultural thing that goes back even further. It's like, wow, that's that's really interesting. And I swear somebody who worked on it might have worked on Splatoon because there are some overt Splatoon references uh, right right down to a cameo of a statue of uh, Pearl. <laughs> that's fun. It, you know, it was a nice series. It was a quaint series. I felt they drew out some gags a bit too long, which is why I dropped it near the start of the season. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad show per se. It was just, uh, it could be educational. Game. Yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, but I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely. It's because of the way the manga's written, they literally have each chapter written as several very very short. Like we're talking two, three page, sometimes chapters uh, that are part of a quote unquote episode that is the full length of the chapter so, uh, of, of a normal chapter. It's weird the way that the manga is paced. So I can see where the anime would have some pacing issues because the manga is kind of written in this odd sort of like chapter yet also episode type format it it must be due to the way that it was serialized but mm, um it, it it definitely uh it's it's similar to i guess when you try to adapt a uh a yonkoma to a uh a four panel into yeah, a yeah. tv series you kind of just get left going like either super rapid fire or overstays its welcome and uh yeah i can see where sometimes the jokes linger a little bit and you kind of just go eh with yeah it. i always prefer um, the rapid fire one that um uh the haruhi suzumiya nyoron or uh, uh haruhi chan 
Mm. Yeah, that was a four coma adaptation. It's just rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. And it's a very fun. And I like that pacing much more than something that takes its time and overstays its welcome. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Hell's Paradise continues to be chef's kiss. Uh, Mashal continues to be a great parody of Harry Potter uh, that I hope eclipses Harry Potter in popularity one day. Probably never will. But you know what? It is a hell of a lot more wholesome and uh, not written by a very uh, problematic person. So. <laughs> Hooray. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Eden Zero continues to be good. Um, but basically, yeah, anime is good. It's just, it's uh, just a good season. <laughs> life is good. Uh, but you know what's even better than life? The next life, the isekai life. And. You know, we've done some game shows here before. We usually have them around now in the middle of the season where it's not the initial reactions. It's not the finales. Uh, nothing super big newsworthy going on. And uh, in order to keep things fresh, we do a little fun thing every so often. And this time I had the idea of, okay, we've done in the past real or fake isekai where I wrote titles out and was like, you know, all right, this sounds like it could be an isekai title and uh, challenged you, Jace, to determine what was real yep. and what wasn't. And with the rise of, uh, I don't even know, I don't like calling it artificial intelligence, but, you know, algorithmic intelligence or... Uh, that is a much more accurate uh, method of, ex like, naming it actually <laughs> yeah or, or just you know uh automated uh answer generation bottom line yes ai ai has its ups and its downs uh one of the things at least that ai has been all right with is you know for answering questions of you know say what is this at the other that it's very smart google in a lot of ways or if you need a little idea every so often you say you know like uh, write me a one-liner thing of like a concept that I can then write off of. Like that's nice of being able to, you know, get yourself out of a little writer's block. Don't use it for plagiarism. Uh, don't use it to copy things, all that jazz. But there's been some fun things that I've seen on social media of generated AI content, and most of it done of just you know, AI still isn't all there, but in some ways it actually is kind of there, and it's kind of neat to see. So what I've done here is. I put into an AI generator uh, various iterations of please write me a title and synopsis of a isekai anime that doesn't exist but sounds like it does. I did a couple permutations of, you know, of an isekai based on a light novel, this, that, the other, because uh, just with these AI chat bots that sometimes you need to find the right combination of words to get the type of output that you're looking for i also asked it please list out some titles and uh paragraph synopses of isekai anime adaptations that do exist and i also asked it to you know try and pick some ones that aren't that popular or pick ones that aren't from the past couple of years because i don't want to make it too easy for you jace um and i think it spat out some decent answers it only took me you know about 30 minutes of different iterations to really get what I was looking for. So I have here, I think it's 14. I think it's like seven and seven of real and fake. And there's a solid chance that you will have heard of a couple of the real ones. I tried to pick ones that I didn't think you would have heard of, but we'll see how it goes. So I have here the real or fake AI isekai AI. 
Let's start with... <laughs> okay, let's go with this one. Demon King from today. Yuri Shibuya is a high school student who suddenly is sucked into a toilet and transported to a new world called the Demon Kingdom. There he learns that he's a new Demon King and must learn to rule over the demonic population, all while dealing with political machinations, assassin attempts, and a harem of attractive male allies. With his wits and newfound powers, Yuri sets out to protect his kingdom and find a way back to his own world. This is probably one of the most infamous stories, I think, from back in the day. Um, as I'm pretty sure it was, uh, there, there was a good amount of yaoi in it, actually. Um, this was one of those rare instances where they didn't translate a title because the title itself was kind of unassuming and boring sounding. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's... Uh, Kyokaramao, right? You are correct. I had to translate its uh, title because I was hoping to get you out of it because uh, I wasn't sure if you'd have heard of it because I wasn't actually super familiar with it myself, but obviously I missed the mark there. Uh, that is indeed a real isekai. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I remember uh, just, oh my god, yaoi, you know, guy gets transformed to another world with hot men. I'm like, like that's my only fear here that uh it, it was easy to get good fake ones written up it was yeah. less easy for me to find real ones that i could potentially pass off as fake oh it uh, should be interesting nonetheless i mean uh it's it's kind of funny that uh it has such a lame sounding freaking yeah, title like, pardon me wonders when maybe you i should it. Maybe I should leave out the titles and just go with the synopses, hoping that'll obfuscate things a bit more. I mean, I, I'll admit that that title kind of threw me off a little bit, you know, until I started thinking, wait a second, Demon King, Isekai. Okay, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of Demon King, Isekai out there. True, true. But I mean, like in the title itself, you know, like for a very short title, like a lot of modern isekai have like 50 like word titles <laughs> so that's why i was like yeah this had to be legit like as in mm. i still can't believe transported through a toilet like please more bizarre spiriting away like I that saw, in the future i saw that and was like okay that's just crazy enough to not be real but also maybe real yeah, no, like I, 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 please more weirdness like that and less truckkun or I just woke up the other day like this. It's like, yeah. So looking at what I have, I think I'm going to omit titles here just to hopefully get some more interesting reactions here because I am a bit worried that uh, th some of these titles might get recognized. But hmm. let's see here. Um. A young swordsman finds himself mysteriously transported to a world ruled by powerful women where he's forced to work as a servant and, and bodyguard to a princess. The young man must uh, navigate political intrigue and deadly battles as he tries to find a way back home. However, as he becomes more involved in the conflicts of his new world, he begins to uncover shocking secrets about his own past. God, that is just so painfully generic 
Wow. That that is the so generic I really wouldn't have heard of that one, actually. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll I'll even give you the title that was generated for it. Isekai no Sekishi Monogatari. <laughs> the AI decided to be that blunt with it. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I I know AI can be unimaginative, but I mean, like, yowza. <laughs> it is an algorithm after all. It's only as creative as people can be. And it's funny because that's a real one. Wow. Isekai no Sekishi Monogatari is the true title of Tenchi Muyo War on Geminar. Wait. That's the actual title for War on Geminar? That's the actual title for War on Geminar. The reason I had to omit the name is because you would have recognized if I said uh, <laughs> the, the actual protagonist's name. Wow. Yowza. Uh, that is... I, I, I wouldn't even consider freaking Tenshi Muyo Isekai. Knowing that that season's an Isekai concept He's mysteriously now, transported to a different world. It's an Isekai. Like, yeah, man. Uh, Tenchi, what are you doing with that franchise? <laughs> Not much in the past decade, that's for sure. Oof. Okay. Um, let's see here. When Asuka woke up in a fantasy realm after an accident in her previous life, she thought she'd have a great adventure until she realized that everyone wants to date her. Asuka finds herself in the midst of a romantic free-for-all between princes, knights, and other eligible suitors all vying for her hand. But in a world where political alliances are everything, Asuka will have to navigate the complex web of love and power to make the right choice for herself and her new kingdom. Uh... I'm gonna guess fake. The title for this one is The Love Affairs of a Reincarnated High School Student in a Fantasy World. That change your guess at all? No, I'm still gonna guess fake. It is indeed fake. That one is indeed fake. Still, I felt that that was a pretty good one. And just, you know, the love affairs of a reincarnated high school student in a fantasy world. That sounds like it would be something we would get out of a light novel isekai. Yeah, that does. That does. <laughs> when a bookworm named Emma is transported into a magical library, she discovers that her role as a librarian is of the, oh, sorry, is as the librarian of the lost is to navigate the vast shelves of books and return lost stories to their rightful places. But as Emma explores the new world of interconnected tales, she learns that the pages of the books themselves are in danger of being destroyed, and it's up to her to save the library from crumbling to dust. Uh, I'm going to guess this one might be legit. Uh, the title is The Librarian of the Lost, as mentioned, and that's fake. Huh. That actually sounds like it might be slightly compelling, though. It's like, yeah, no, I read that and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, I would watch this. Like, transported to a magical library, her and, like, finding, uh, like, returning lost tales to their proper place. Like, there, you could have all sorts of good vignettes that way. It sounds like a nice episodic one. Uh, and then, you know, the underlying uh, 
struggle or conflict of, you know, whatever magical curse or enemy has befallen the library and is, you know, trying to destroy the books or is it just, you know, nature and the idea of stories being forgotten over time? There's some actual substance here. You know, pages, uh, you know, literally decaying from, uh, you know, books that were have never been uh, reprinted or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, retranscribed. Yeah, like that that actually has potential. It's like just uh, marking these. So now we know, though, if one of these actually does become a legitimate uh, anime or light novel, that uh, either somebody's listening to Dekai and scrubbing these ideas or somebody's using, uh, you know, uh, mid journey or, or some other, yeah, I, I use for this, um, <laughs> deep AI.org for this one. Cause it doesn't require a sign up or anything. And I didn't want to sign up for anything. Uh, uh, after dying in his previous life, Kazuo wakes up in a world of magic where his otaku knowledge, especially in military strategy becomes useful. Quickly taking on the role of a mercenary, Kazuo discovers that his experience in the war games of his favorite strategy games comes in handy as he tirelessly climbs the ranks in search of wealth and adventure. When he meets a woman of his dreams, a fellow mercenary that fights with the Holy Knights, Kazuo must risk everything to join forces with her and save the kingdom from impending danger. Uh... God. Like I said, the uh, the the AI spat out both the real and fake ones for me that I prompted it. I was like, you know, give me real, give me fake. So even yeah. even the real ones had their synopses written by the AI. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so you know what? So I will give you the. Uh, the title on this one, an otaku reborn as a mili- sorry, an otaku reborn as a mercenary finds love in a new world. Um, I'm going to guess fake. What makes you think that? Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> he's grasping at straws here, folks. Lucky for him, he's right this time. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I think it's because I have such a hatred of isekai that like, for me, I just kind of like, I kind of groan and go, Oh God, really? This sounds awful. (laughs) (laughs) I think the worse it sounds, I don't know if the worse it sounds, I either think it's real or fake. That's the worst part about it. Yeah. Just, you know, Oh, it's so bad that can't possibly be real. Oh gosh, that's so bad that it, there's no way an AI would write something that bad. So it has to be the real one. But but then again, like this summer, we have the reborn in another world as a vending machine anime. So, yeah. Yep. Game programmer Ichiro Suzuki is transported to a fantasy world where he finds himself trapped in a mysterious online game that he was playing. Forced to navigate this new world, he soon realizes that his programmer status gives him god-level abilities. Despite his power, Ichiro chooses to hide his true identity and live a quiet life while exploring his new realm, inadvertently collecting a harem along the way. 
God. Um, I'm going to guess real. Ichiro Suzuki. Do you know the name Ichiro Suzuki? Um, I mean, it sounds familiar. Ichiro Suzuki is one of the most famous Japanese baseball players in history. That would explain why uh, it sounds so familiar. He played 28 seasons in the MLB, uh, mostly with Holy the crap. Seattle Mariners. Um, 10-time All-Star, uh, AL MVP, AL Rookie of the Year, 10-time Google Glove winner, uh, three-time Silver Slugger Award, two-time AL Batting Champion, uh, AL Stolen Base Leader, and has the record of 262 hits in a single season and is in the Seattle Mariners Hall of Fame. Wow. His name is also used in the very real Isekai Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody. <laughs> Have you oh heard of that my anime? God. No, I haven't. Okay, because I wasn't sure, because I had heard of this one, of just Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody is such a weird, offbeat name that I knew of it, but I didn't realize that their protagonist was, this has to be intentional. That Ichiro Suzuki, like I said, one of the most prolific baseball players of the modern era, and easily one of the most prolific Japanese baseball players of the modern era uh, in the MLB. And to see his name just, yes, the first name Ichiro and the last name Suzuki are not inherently rare names, that it's it's not quite your Bob Smith, but it's, you know. Yeah, it, I was going to say, like, that it, is it's, not. It's, it's Jonathan Morris or something. I don't know. It's not that uncommon. I, I was going to say, it's, it's not a, you know, like, Watanabe type situation. It's not a extremely common but it's it, it it stands out at least you know it, it stands out by like american standards looking at japanese names but in japan i guess it would be a more unassuming name i i remember the joke in excel saga was watanabe was like the equivalent of like a john smith but then when you look at like japanese textbooks and stuff like that a lot of times they'll pick something more like along the lines of like a Tanaka or something like that. And I think that's just because of like the kanji associated are very beginner kanji and easy to learn. Honestly, mm -hmm. I have no clue, but I, th I think that this was probably a very deliberate choice on the author's part to name the character that they're probably um, a baseball fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go with, High school student Katarina suddenly finds herself in a mysterious realm of darkness and magic. With no memory of how she got there, she quickly discovers her new companions are otherworldly creatures. Together, they set off on a perilous journey through the land of dreams, searching for answers and a way back home, all while unraveling secrets of the veil that separates reality from fantasy. Huh. Okay. Um that that seems a little odd to have a character named Katarina in an isekai. <laughs> like 
Is is that the character's name before they got isekai'd or after they got isekai'd? I will just tell you that there are there is at least one isekai I can think of off the top of my head that has a protagonist named Katarina, and that's uh, my next life is a villainous. All roots lead to doom. There is precedent here. Huh. That you is actually because the thing is when you have an isekai, if they're set into any sort of European Victorian. Type They'll wind up with world. a European name. Yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess. Uh... Wait, Katarina is the person getting isekai'd? Uh, that's the character's name. Is is that their name in the other world, or is that their? Uh, that's, the, that's the synopsis. Part. The synopsis doesn't say. The synopsis doesn't say. Like I said, oh. it was still an AI writing it, regardless. So, writing the synopsis, regardless, even mm. if it's a uh, real or fake basis. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> oh god my 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 brain hurts i i, I feel I like that monty, i feel like that monty python character is this revenge for when we did uh the last game show with the witch came first <laughs> maybe i don't know <laughs> oh god between Zelda and the six days straight of work, I cannot seemingly parse real and fake animes. Good, good. That's the point. Uh, you you picked like the perfect week to freaking. So my brain hurts. <laughs> I feel like a Gumby right now. Um, I'm gonna say, screw it, real. That one is fake. Okay. Uh, the generated name was Beyond the Veil. What a Let's... painfully generic and possibly already existing possibly. title. Uh, Shinichi is a hardcore otaku who suddenly finds himself transported into a fantasy world filled with elves, dra dragons, and magic. However, instead of facing danger with adventure, Shinichi's task is to spread otaku culture as a representative of the Japanese government. Along with his maid, half-elf bodyguard, and a cute dragon girl, Shinichi sets out to introduce anime, manga, and video games to a world that's never heard of them before. Um... It's tough, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. Um... This this sounds like the sort of thing that could be used if it was legitimate to try to uh, promote uh, cool Japan. Um, hmm. I'll guess this is real. This is the synopsis to Outbreak Company. Huh. Not sure if you're familiar with that one. No clue. It is indeed real. I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Outbreak Company. Must have happened during my time skip. 
yeah, I tried to pick real ones that were uh, not from with the past three years, but somewhere in the 2010. So hopefully you'd miss them. Uh, that one is from well, guaranteed. 20- I'd miss it because that was my time skip. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly why I did that. That was very delicious. <laughs> hey, I can make it too easy. Outbreak Company yeah. initially aired in 2013. So uh, ne- next time, next time I get my revenge. Please come at me, bro. I'll come at you with all the 90s and 80s stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Turning into Galgoro there for a moment. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> Three schoolgirls are transported to the magical world of Sephiro and are tasked with saving the land from destruction. Armed with magical powers and a set of enchanted weapons, the girls, learn, the girls set out on a dangerous quest to awaken the legendary giant machine that could save the kingdom. Along the way, they make new allies and enemies, testing their bravery and friendship in the face of impossible odds. Hmm. Um, that one felt really generic, so I'll give you the title that was generated. Magical Knight Rayarth. You know, you're saying that sounds generic. That's a freaking classic! Dang it! That is a classic! Sorry. It is an expensive freaking Sega game for crying out loud. Oh, I hadn't heard of it, so I thought it was generic oh, enough. you not heard of it? Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously! It is a clamp classic! Oh, it's a clamp one? Shoot. Yes! <laughs> well, at the very least, I... Hey, the, the synopsis was generic enough to still have you questioning. You didn't call that one out of the gate, and it took the title. You know what? Three girls being isekai'd at once, though, already had me kind of thinking, is this a magical girl thing? And that's what had me thinking, like... I mean, magical girl isekai could have been real or fake still. Yeah, but it had me already kind of leaning, because, like, three protagonists, female, like, you know, magical... Like, I was already kind of thinking, ah, you know, the minute you mentioned the title, though, I'm like... But the fact that you hadn't heard of it, my God! <laughs> Keep in way, mind, way to make me feel ancient. Well, you and I have opposite coverages here. I got into anime proper really in the 2010s. That like 2012 was when it really started for me because that was when I had the Funimation internship. And prior to that, I had watched mostly what had been airing on Toonami, not on Adult Swim, and what had aired on Kids WB plus. Gios, Death Note, and like a half dozen other shows that I so, did like, not have a very uh, that I had a solid mainstream knowledge of anime prior to 2012. It wasn't until after 2012 that my knowledge really started containing the depth that it has nowadays. Magic Knight Ray Earth is one of the most expensive Sega Saturn games published oh. by Working Designs. It was released in Japan in 95, came out in America in 98, uh, towards the tail end of the Saturn's lifespan. Are you um, rattling this off off the top of your head or did you look up the wiki? Actually, I happen to know this because I played it a while back, like a few years ago, out of curiosity. Um <laughs> I don't know the prices or anything for that. I know that Saturn games are very expensive, but Ray Earth came out, I want to say, around like 1994, 
or something. You know, like it it is it, it was an early freaking like Tokyo pop uh manga release in the States too. Like it is it is considered a classic. Oh my goodness. Uh Magical Night Rare for the Sega Saturn, according to pricecharting.com, the loose price is $375. There you go. Like the, I said, that's why I played it. <laughs> the complete price, I'm not sure what uh, complete is, I'm guessing that's with box, is $809. Yep. The new price, I'm guessing that's sealed, is $1,562. The graded price is $3,100. Yeah. Yeah, Rare Earth is manual famous. price only. Manual $248. Yeah. Um, okay, so box price only. This is interesting. The box price is 400, but the loose price so like the loose game itself is 375. So the the box is more expensive than the game loose? That's interesting. Well, that's because uh Sega Saturn jewel cases were those big VHS box jewel cases. And we're very fragile. Uh, mm. So it's also hard to find like Saturn jewel cases that haven't been like battered and, and shattered to pieces. Yeah. Um, do, doing a quick look here on eBay. Uh, I'm seeing pre-owned for $600, $850, $850. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it is, it is Disc a only classic, is 560. It is, it is a classic up there with Escaflone um actually and, well, and one of the at least i do know escaflone because i got that as a spat out result when i said the thing you know give me something that actually exists and i actually put in the stipulation to the ai that i put in please give me a title and synopsis of you know i said like seven because i wanted a couple list at a time of seven isekai anime adapted from light novels that are real but are not very popular. Like I put into this AI, give me stuff that's not popular because I wanted to avoid ones that were going to be too easy. And it gave me Escaflone. Because when I was like, okay, okay, well, this AI isn't that great. Obviously, doesn't know that much. And uh, apparently, still, same thing here with Ray Earth. Um, and uh, it got me since it hit my blind spot, but obviously, still did not quite understand what unpopular means. AI still has got plenty of ways to go, folks. Oh, I mean, to be fair, it's obscure if you are not a, uh, I guess, retro enthusiast. So, I mean, I, I will give it that much. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Magic Knight Ray Earth, definitely a classic. I think Discotech Media holds the license to it uh, right now. So it's probably streaming somewhere. Um it is it is a classic um and and it's a fun watch you know it's three magical girls colored you know knights it's uh you know red blue and green so uh, the the game was really cool i uh, i thought it was a neat uh thing that uh, i i wish that due to licensing they could re-release at least but probably mm. will never happen yeah probably not cuz uh, i think it said it was from 93 or something uh i believe the manga might have came out and like actually looking it up uh the manga was 93 to 95 the anime ran 94 to 96 so neato yeah all right what do we got next uh 
three high school students with unique abilities are summoned to a world of fantasy and magic by a mysterious girl named Black Rabbit. There, they discover that they have been brought to a dangerous game-like reality where they must compete in challenges to claim territory and power. With their skills and cunning, the trio sets out on a powerful foes uh, to take on powerful foes and win the game. I can give you the title for this one if you'd like. Okay. Problem children are coming from another world, aren't they? Question mark. <laughs> that title sounds like it has nothing to do with the synopsis. Problem and the thing is, that means it could definitely be real or it could totally be fake. That gives you nothing. Yeah, because the synopsis could be very poorly written by the AI. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Ah, uh, screw it. Friggin' I'm coin tossing this one. And what does the government issued decision making device say? Says, uh, legit. Problem children are coming from another world, aren't they? Israel. Huh. And that is wow. a localized title. Um, and like, this is another one that I'd heard of, but I was like, I think this is obscure enough. And from like, not the past two, three years, but it's from the past decade or so. Then I might get you. So uh, at the very I least- I might have to uh, check this out. I'm looking it up now. And uh, Jessica Calvello voiced uh, the main character. So I might have to actually watch this because- uh, I loved her in Excel Saga. Excel Saga was one of the ones that it spat out of me too, and I was like, uh, no. Excel Saga's not even an isekai. <laughs> is it though? Because they go to a different world, sort of. No, I don't think it's an isekai. There, there is no other world in Excel Saga. It, well, it's the virtual world. No, there is no virtual world in Excel Saga. Oh, sorry. No, wait, I'm thinking of a different one. My bad. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. Uh, let's go with. When a young martial artist named Ryuji is suddenly summoned to another world, he finds himself face-to-face -face with a stunningly beautiful yet cold-hearted heroine named Ayumi. As the two struggle to find a way back to their own world, they discover that they are both essential in defeating the demon lord that threatens the safety of the kingdom they find themselves in. Ryuji is fo forced to use his exceptional swordsmanship to protect Ayumi in the process, and the two develop a strong bond enough to overcome any obstacle. Um... Um, I'm going to guess fake. The I title is The Sword Saint and the Reincarnated Heroine. And it is I'm... fake. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I won't I won't be surprised at all if like you've Isekai been doing pretty get... well on these. You have been if, doing pretty well on these. If Isekai get painfully generic <laughs> in, in, in the future and they they stop getting outlandishly weird like the vending machine <laughs> if they stop getting outlandishly weird and they start getting even more painfully generic then we we really we really will know that ai has infiltrated the anime scene quite possibly uh when a group of strangers suddenly find themselves in a mysterious world with no memory of their past lives they band together to find clues about their identities while trying to survive in a foreign and dangerous land as, as they journey and explore, fragments of their memories start to resurface, and they begin to unravel the mysteries of their past, leading them on a path towards an even greater challenge 
and an even greater foe. The title is, Who Are You? Who Am I? Where Are We? <laughs> At first I'm like, wait, wait, okay, is this Lost? No, it's not Lost. Then again, I've never seen Lost, so... I haven't seen Lost either. Um, you Lost, know, and then... Uh, you... it, Lost, I can confirm, is real. <laughs> Although some might wish there's, not. There's, there's Who Am I, which I'm like, wait a second, that's Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> Who am I? Um, oh, God. Um, like, real or fake, I like this one of just, Who are you? Who am I? Where are we? <laughs> It's like me when I wake up after freaking, uh, you know, uh, what actually how I woke up this morning somewhere. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> how long have we been awake? Uh, I'm going to guess fake. I don't know. It's a cool sounding title. I it's will give it the And I wrote cool the title, title because I didn't like the algorithms generated title. <laughs> I, I like so, yes, that I absolutely title. stroked my own ego there. Yeah, but you know what? That is a fun title. And especially <laughs> that I was thinking after the question of the last one, I was like, ah, let's write another one with the question. Why not? Um, I mean, I actually expect Japan to write a title that is all questions like that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there has been, is the thing. Yeah. Um, God, okay, mass, here's one. Mass isekai. Oh, God. Now, now I'm just having freaking flashbacks. To freaking Alice in Borderland and how that ended. I'm somewhat disappointed. I don't know why. I just, it felt like a bit of a cop out, but that's another story entirely because that was a live action adaptation of, uh, of a manga. <laughs> mm. Naoki, a shy college student majoring in literature, is suddenly summoned to an unknown world where he discovers a demon maid named Lilith. He's tasked with deciphering and translating an ancient text believed to hold the key to stopping an impending war that could destroy the world. Alongside Lilith, Naoki travels through various cities and towns, meeting people from different walks of life, learning more about the world that they are in, and learning more about the world that they are in. However, things take a sinister turn when they discover that the demon world has a stake in the matter, too. The title is um, The Summoned Scholar and His Demon Maid. Summoned Scholar and His Demon Maid. I'm gonna guess fake. Darn, I thought this was one of the better written fake ones. <laughs> like, I, I guess what we're learning today is that perhaps, you know, we, we do a bit of experimentation here on Dikai when it comes to sort of the off week said, you know, these are the things we do in the middle of the season when we don't have super pressing matters to discuss. And we've tinkered around. We've had some really good uh, game shows. I think one of my favorites is one of our first ones, which was real fake or fake fake brands. I think uh, you were here for that one, right, Chase? Yeah, no, I, I remember because uh, that one was great. We might fun, visit that fun, one again. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, actually. Um that uh, process of faking a brand name in a uh, uh, TV uh, or movie or whatever uh, to avoid any kind of uh, copyright or sponsorship issues is called Greeking. Hmm. Yep. Uh, it's it's a very common practice. Um, a lot of actually most notably in the background of uh, Seinfeld in the diner for uh, the Coca-Cola sign. 
Nice. Uh, the next one we have is high school student Yu, uh, Yuto is suddenly transported to a fantastical world where he discovers that he's a powerful leader of an ancient tribe. With the help of his new comrades, the heron of blonde maidens, Yuto must use his knowledge of ancient history to unite the tribes of this new world and prevent a devastating war. Ay, 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 ay. My brain kind of hurts. <laughs> uh... Hurts or itches? I can't tell. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Also, I'm I'm. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> That's that's funny because Alpha Five is a robot, so therefore he is AI. <laughs> oh, the puns! Ah, uh, I'm kind of stumped on this description. The title. The Master of Ragnarok and the Blesser of Iherjar. Now, I could have sworn I've heard Master of Ragnarok before, though, as a title. So maybe they just shortened the title for the English release. I'm going to guess legit based off of that title. They did not abbreviate the title. The real title is indeed The Master of Ragnarok and The Blesser of Iherjar. Uh, I recognize this one because I knew, like, I recognize the word E-I-N-H-E-R-J-A-R. It's like, what the frick is Iherjar? Huh. But yes, that's yeah. a real one. That is a real one. Um, uh, let me see. I think there's one more. Did that one. Did that one. That one. No, that's actually all of them. Uh, I lost track. You got most of them. You only got tricked by like three or four, but uh, it was still fun to sort of bounce around, see if any of these could get you. And uh, I, w I had some fun just sort of using the AI to spit these out. But, you know, as we were saying, AI, artificial algorithm, whatever you want to call it, intelligence, and it's not intelligence. It's just <laughs> algorithm. It, it's, it, it is a logical algorithmic pseudo intelligence yeah An api if you will haha -ha. but yes uh eh, maybe a bit of a swing to miss here but we experiment on things it was worth an experiment and i mean it was interesting enough i mean yeah. uh you know got to find out that you'd never heard of magic night ray earth yeah no Damn. I mean, that, that was the greatest learning of all today uh, and that, also that... Uh, the true title of tenchi moyo war on geminar and and the fact that uh, apparently they thought that Escaflone was not was well not known. popular, huh? <laughs> not quite there. I mean, it only aired on Fox Kids, or yeah. but <laughs> not necessarily appropriate for kids either. But <laughs> oh man, I just remember Alan Shazar having that, like making fun of the name Alan Shazar because. Shazar almost sounded like a sneeze. It's an Alan Shazar. <laughs> and like the ridiculously pointy noses that they drew for that series. Mm. It, I've never actually seen an entire like, Tenchi series. I've only seen like a scattered episode here or there, but obviously I'm very familiar with Tenchi. I, I had at least heard of it. I knew at a glance, oh, this is a real one, which is why I had to give you the Japanese title. Yeah, because I had no clue. Like, War on Geminar is a season that I haven't watched of Tenchi. I've seen a lot of Tenchi. I've seen, like, the original 
universe. Uh, I even I even watched GXP. Um, I just remember but, when I was working with Funimation at some of their booths during the early early days of my work with them uh, that they had released a whole bunch of rescued Tenchi license. I think it was from uh, Genion probably because uh, they picked up a whole bunch of them from that company after it went to yeah. and that, uh, you know, there were several weeks, uh, several weekends, several conventions where I was hyping those up and, uh, you know, I had to act like I was knowledgeable and I was able to rattle off all the different titles of the different seasons of Tenchi Muyo. And I was like, you know, yeah, if you're into Tenchi, got all those because, you know, that's what you got to do sometimes. And, you know, not everyone's going to have seen every series, even the folks that work at the company. So I knew like I wasn't it wasn't a problem. But, uh, you know, I was always excited to see people that were excited to see Tenchi because I had at least heard of it and understood, yes, this is a historical franchise that has been around for a while. It is one of the uh, better known historical harem animes. So, uh, yeah, it was very exciting, especially back in the day of, you know, this is before streaming was really widespread. So license getting rescued like that was a big flipping deal because it meant that folks could actually get the series that they liked in that, you know, even like pirate sites and whatnot, frankly, were not very big at that point in time. So that was actually, you know, providing a really, really uh, important opportunity for this media to get out there. And uh, I was always happy to see that. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, this was a fun one. But uh, we'll actually be back tomorrow with some more fun here on Digital Era Twitch. We are going to be doing our next radio drama presentation. It is Sonic Adventure 2, and we'll be doing two runs. We are going to be doing a Lingo Jammed run and a normal one. Yes, uh, we are back to our Lingo Jam shenanigans, much to my chagrin. Butchering what is, in my opinion, legitimately one of the best games of all time. I love Sonic Adventure 2. I'm so excited it's going to be fun. I'm playing Eggman. You're playing Shadow, Jason. Actually, uh, you and I both wanted Eggman. I had the tiebreaker on you this time, but like, I'd yeah. have been fine playing Shadow too. That you know, the, the, either, one of the most or, famous they're both edgy characters. boys ever. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's, it's like, mm, do I get torn between being all serious and edgy and, and you know, oh, woe is me being created to be ultimate being of all time and power thing it's been one of the most over-the-top villains in gaming so i i i i just there's something about the various portrayals of eggman robotnik over the years uh whether it's uh you know jim cummings in uh you know uh aots oh oh, or no he was he was sat he was the saturday morning one aots was uh uh the the uh syndicated one and that one was long john resting cummings peace. yep uh rest Good in peace God. long john baldry who was the voice of the syndicated version who's famous for the youtube poops like snooping as usual i see you know <laughs> uh, in fact uh, yes. fun, fun fact sonic the hedgehog had a crossover with okko OK which already featured jim cummings as the villain, Dr. Boxmore, who references Robotnik multiple times in that episode, uh, <laughs> including, even though he wasn't the one to say it, the snooping as usual line. It is an amazing episode filled with nostalgia. Um, 
that unfortunately due to contractual obligation, I guess, because of Sega, they were like, you must use the official Sonic the Hedgehog voice. You can't go out of your way to get Jaleel White for this. We're sorry. Even though the episode is a straight up love letter to the syndicated Sonic the Hedgehog show, right down to using in the Hall of the Mountain King and Flight of the Bumblebee frequently throughout the episode as a leitmotif in the music. It is an amazing track down that episode of OKKO. You will not be disappointed. (laughs) Very nice. Well, yeah, so that show is going to be tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time here on Digital Era Twitch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, as always, you can get wonderful nerdy content here most days of the week. You can join our Discord to keep up with us or join us on social media. Follow us here on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And on YouTube, you can see the trailer, the new trailer for Kokoro no Pro, our upcoming wrestling visual novel being hit up by RJ and Mario. You can get Digital Era Entertainment merchandise from merch.streamelements.com slash digitalerraentertainment. And check out our friends Image Anime at imageanime.com and use the code DISCOUNTSHIP, that is D-E-E-S-C-O-U-N-T-S-H for free shipping on orders of a hundred dollars or more we uh jace are you gonna be doing happy hour today uh yeah if people are gonna be around uh you know um all depending on who's around um well so you know if for those who aren't aware if you listen in live on friday afternoons on digital air twitch immediately afterwards or just about 30 minutes afterwards we have our weekly happy hour where community folks can join in play various games sometimes it's fall guys sometimes it's among us sometimes it's jackbox always a good time so do stop on by tune in live stick around join the discord and uh, as always thank you for tuning in stay safe stay sane and we will see you next time on digital air twitch Bingus!